Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. This is episode 20, and we are so excited to bring you an interview with Tiffany Romero, who is the president of Sway Group. Do you that know must, Tiffany, Jamie? You know, I, I've never met her, actually, but I've, I mean, her reputation kind of precedes her. Um, she's done so much cool work in the influencer space, but we've never met. Oh, she's amazing. And kind of like us, she really likes talking into microphones. <laughs> It's kind of thing that she she always loves when she has a mic in her hand at the conferences and her voice does sound really amazing on it. So I, I wish that. mine did. No, you sound beautiful. <laughs> so I want to tell you a little story about Tiffany Romero because this isn't something that I think I've shared um, in too many places. And Tiffany Romero is somebody that I credit with. Honestly, I feel like she's one of the forces behind my career and where I am now. She gave me my very first speaking opportunity at Bloggy Bootcamp San Diego. And I want to say it was 2011 is my guess. She was the first person where I submitted my pitch and I said, would you be interested in this? And she said, absolutely. And then I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to speak. But that was kind of the thing that was the push out of my life and doing construction law over to doing kind of this hybrid influencer marketing entrepreneur business space type of legal. So thank you to Tiffany for giving me that opportunity because it had a really huge impact. Do you have anybody who's like that in your life, Jamie? I love that story. I do. Uh, type A Parent was actually the company that gave me sort of my start. I remember I was, I'd always blogged and I sort of started realizing years ago, I don't remember what year that was, 2013, that there was money to be made 
in blogging. And so I started doing a little bit of research and looking around and type A was looking for an assistant, like a virtual assistant. And I applied (laughs) and I was like, that's cool. Uh, Let me see what's up. And so I started doing work for them. And then when they figured out that I was actually a lawyer (laughs) and maybe um, could do more than just the assistant work, the first thing they said was, we need you to speak because legal issues are really important. And I was like, me? (laughs) That's amazing. So yeah, no, it's the same exact thing. It's always so cool to have that one person or company that takes that chance on you and sort of sets off on the trajectory. It's a cool thing. I love it. And it's just just a big thank you <laughs> to Tiffany because then within the next year I had spoken probably at like I think more than 10 conferences and it really did start something. So a big thank you there. Before we jump into today's interview, let's give a little bit of background on Tiffany. As I mentioned, she is the president of Sway Group, which is one of the most well-known influencer marketing agencies in the country. She founded Bloggy Bootcamp and The Sits Girl in 2008, grew it to 90,000 members, which is amazing. And right. I know. And then they were acquired by Sway Group in 2014. She's a well-known voice in the influencer marketing community. And we are so excited to have her here because we're going to talk about everything from her journey to what's important in sponsored content and what she sees as some of the trends for 2018. So before we jump into the interview, let's do a quick break from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. Tiffany, I am so excited to chat with you today. I have probably 700 things that I want to ask you about, but for those who don't know your background, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the influencer marketing space? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So back, way back in 2008, I started a blog and really quickly realized that there wasn't much of a community, just a lot of individual blogs. And I would Google, you know, parenting blog, mom blog, and the same 10 blogs would come up and some of them weren't even active. I thought, well, I think we need a community. That's where Sits Girls was born. Initially it was, um, the secret is in the sauce. That's what it stood for. It turned into the secret to support is success because the entire premise of the community was if you supported the featured blogger of the day, then you would wait in line and get your turn to be featured. And back then, prior to Facebook and Twitter, comments, blog comments were how we would communicate. And we would easily get, on your sits day, you would get 100 to 300 comments, and people just loved that. So the community grew really organically. We turned into Bloggy Bootcamp, which, which was essentially community meeting in person for a one-day conference. And then a couple of years ago, Sway, who was acting as basically an agent to high profile bloggers uh, came to us about representing our event. And we started talking and realized that we were actually a great match for them to represent the whole community that turned into what is now Sway Group. Can you tell us a little bit about how Sway works with influencers? 
at, at a top level, we're essentially an internet marketing agency, an influencer marketing agency. But beneath that is really still the community that was started, you know, 10 years ago. We have a portal and influencers simply register in the portal, tell us about themselves. And then we have opportunities that come out in a newsletter. So essentially, we're kind of the middleman, a brand or a PR client comes to us and says, you know, we're looking for influencers in the food space that specialize in gluten-free casseroles. And we put a newsletter out and people apply for those jobs. Anything from blog posts to ambassadorships to simply social media amplification. I love what you guys are doing. And I think it's, you've really become a well-known name in the industry, whenever people are talking about network sway is always one of the first that comes up. One of the questions that we hear the most frequently from influencers who are just starting to monetize is that they don't know where to start when it comes to sponsored content. What do you usually advise for them? I get this question a lot too. And the first thing that I always advise is get your blog or your social platforms somewhat established. The sponsored post game is very similar in a lot of ways to acting where you go on a lot of interviews and you might get a gig or two. Sponsored content is very similar. There's there's so many other things that go on in the background of who, who gets selected. Ultimately, the selection isn't even on um, Sway Group. It's on the client. What I like to tell bloggers and influencers is get your voice set. Know who you are, be really clear in who you are, because then the opportunities seem like a perfect fit or not a fit. And that's really where kind of the magic happens. I recommend focusing on a single platform. I, I, I certainly recommend having a presence on all of them. However, right now, I would tell anyone getting into the game to focus on, on Instagram. Most niches, Instagram is going to be the platform that you want to amplify on. Of course, if you're a food blogger, Pinterest as well. Twitter is still great, but it just doesn't give this hold the same interest that it used to for clients. So I really recommend getting that audience built, getting those page views up, and then applying to a you know a number of different networks and a number of different opportunities. And once you apply, walk away. Don't even think about it again because it, it can really wear on people, you know, that they were, quote, rejected. They weren't rejected. It just wasn't a perfect fit for that in particular program. So what would you say the benefits of joining a network are when you're first getting started? There's a couple of huge benefits to joining, especially if you're just getting started. First of all, we basically handle everything for you outside of the creative content. So it allows you to focus simply on doing what you do best, which is creating content. There are a lot of things to think about that go into a campaign that you might not be interested in being responsible for. The biggest one, which I know you're aware of, is legal. Um, <laughs> you know, you need to have, if you're not working through a network that you have a contract and agreement with, you need to have an actual contract with a brand directly. And it needs to be reviewed by an attorney to make sure that it's working in your interest as well. So we handle that part of it. We also handle all the communication with the client. We handle post instructions, which means we've articulated the idea, we've we've collected the key messaging, and then we have someone who reads your work for you just to make sure that you've included any disclosures that you're FTC compliant and that, you know, the brand name is spelt right, etc. All the extra work 
is done for you. And then we also provide the client with a wrap-up report and that's, you know, additional work. So, um, there's a lot of benefit to it. And when you're first getting started, it really allows you to just focus on doing great sponsored work and that work will get you noticed, you know, potentially, and you'll be reached out to by other brands directly. A well-told story as a sponsored post is, is kind of gold. You know, it works all the way around for everybody. I love the points that you made. And of course, I love the fact that you mentioned legal because I think that that's one thing where most people say, ah, they'll send me a contract. It'll be fine. And then afterwards, you know, we get questions. It can get a little bit sticky sometimes. But I I always tell people that there's a lot of work that goes into it. it. You know, a network is working things from pitch to close and especially even just that wrap-up reporting. I don't know if most people realize how much time that can take to create really good campaign reporting that helps you really sell that content. So I love everything that you mentioned. We have an entire team that just does wrap-up reports. Mm-hmm. That's how important they are to continuing the relationship with the client. That's a really good tip for everybody. We did an episode on campaign reporting and we'll link to that in the show notes. You're hearing it from Tiffany who works with the network. It is key when you want to continue that relationship. So we're big believers in that too. Once upon a time when I was at a network, I had secret favorite influencers. Like I always had this running list in my head. Like that person's my favorite because that person gives me great content. They're so easy to work with, et cetera. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to name names, but I'm hoping you can tell us when you think about your favorite influencers, what makes them stand out from the crowd? Well, you nailed the most important thing, which is easy to work with. (laughs) Um, And that doesn't mean, you know, not standing up for themselves or, you know, not asking for more compensation when it's necessary. It means being polite. It means being on time with your work. And when I say polite, I just mean like, cordial, (laughs) professional, um, emails being really a great storyteller and writing the type of post that feels, I, I, I'm so over the word authentic, but it fits here, authentic and a post that your audience is happy to get from you and, and thrilled to read is really what stands out. Um, the people that are on our quote unquote shortlist, they've, they produce quality content over a number of different interactions with us. So whether it was, you know, fantastic Instagram, they were a great, um, Twitter party host. They did a fantastic blog post. They, they usually add something extra, whether it's like, Oh, Hey, I threw this in my newsletter or, you know, we like to call it the extra scoop of sugar, right? It's just that little extra perk. That's easy for the influencer to provide. And we always share it with the client so that we can say, you know, for example, one um, influencer we were working with, her grilled cheese sandwich got picked up in BuzzFeed and she sent it over to us right away so we could share it with the client. That's a huge win. You know, she, she looked at us like a partner and, and that's really the most important part of the whole network influencer relationship on both sides. Our influencer management team, their entire job is advocating for influencers. By the time we come to the influencer and say, okay, we have a change, you guys, I'm so sorry. We've already spent a significant amount of time trying to negotiate that change not happening um, with the client or making it an easier switch. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But the relationship and the trust factor is so important when you're working with a network. I love the idea of looking at it as a partnership because I think that that's so critical for anybody that you're working with. 
that is important. This isn't adversarial. This is a partnership. And I love the idea that people are staying up to date with you and sending you updates as needed because that's that really is the kind of stuff that sets it apart for the client and makes you shine. It is. Our, our job where we feel we get return business is we make it so easy for the client, like you said, from pitch to close. And, and the bloggers and influencers that are doing the same with us as a partner, that's where everybody wins. The blogger wins by getting work. The client wins because they get great work on time that's professionally done and everything's handed to them. And then, you know, we win by making both sides happy. (laughs) That's fantastic advice. Keep that in mind for our influencers in the audience if you really want to stand out when you're working with your partners and think of them like that. Don't use any other words for it. So don't even think of it as a client. Think of it, these are your partners that you're working with. So let's talk a little bit about the content that people produce. What do you look for in sponsored content that really shines? Is there anything that makes you say, yep, this gets an A plus? Yes. And we do actually look at content through that lens of, is this, is this standout work? And that, you know, that that's a short list invite right there. Um, photographs, clear, well edited, following the instructions of the photographs, meaning some brands are adamant that there's no other brand in the photo. Being really aware of those post instructions, we, we spend, we have someone on our team that's entire job is writing them because she's so meticulous. We've given you everything you need to know to make this a success. And when you don't follow them or don't pay attention, I know they're long. And and for me, I'm somebody where, Danielle, we have opposite personalities. You can follow those <laughs> instructions all day. Um, I look at more than a paragraph and I'm like, oh man, get someone in your house that has that opposite skill set or a friend to kind of read them for you and just bullet point out what you really need to, to remember. Um, because for a lot of them, especially as we get into pharmaceuticals or things that have a lot of important regulations attached to them, it's so important to read the post instructions. You know, something else that we really look for is people who are taking this seriously as a profession. They get their work done on time. They're able to follow the post instructions. Um, if we ask for a change to be in line with the post instructions. They're quick to make it. Um, We actually hire an extra person on every campaign that we do because there is a pretty high chance that someone on the campaign won't be able to follow through for a number of reasons. But I think that it's really important before you agree to a campaign or a job, it's, it's a job, um, that you have checked your schedule and you're not going to be out of town and Um, You have the bandwidth to take on the work, you know, back to that short list, a way to get on it again is just having that professional attitude. And and I tell you, the more professional that you behave in this, this industry, the more work you will get. We will look for you. We will throw work in your general direction. I am over here nodding my head because this is this, what you're saying resonates so much because this was my experience when I was working with a network. It 
is incredible to have people who are really treating themselves as a business and treating you like a partner, like you had said earlier, and getting that workout, getting it in on time. It makes such a difference because it makes your life so much easier when you're the one who's connecting them with the brands for sure. I love everything that we have talked about. And I want to talk a little bit about just the overall influencer marketing industry right now. And this happens Every year. I think this has probably happened every year since like 2008 when you were getting started. And we see every year the posts out there, ironically enough, blog posts that say blogging is dead. What's your take on this? Do you you think that blogging is dead? In a short, no, of course not. You know, I, I think it's so interesting because the first time that I, you know, that an article like that got a lot of buzz, I was like, wow, really? Like, could that be? And I myself on my own blog had written a post called how Twitter killed my blog. When I got onto Twitter, for me, it took what I was using blogging for connecting. My blog ended and I don't even use Twitter anymore. Right now I'm on Facebook and Instagram and tweet here and there. I think, unfortunately, that title has become clickbait. In a sense, every year someone will be like, wow, no one's mentioned blogging's dead yet. At this point, I think we've seen that it's still going pretty strong. And I have to tell you, in our private, Sway has a private Facebook group that's just for influencers. Every day, there's somebody coming in saying, hey, I just started my blog. What kind of advice? Multiple people a day. So I don't think it's dead. I do think it's changing. You know, as I mentioned before, blog comments used to be where we connected. And now we connect on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with comments. The thing about blogging that I can't imagine will ever die is people use the internet for shared experience. When someone writes one of those magical blog posts that hits a pain point, like I I always think of Jen Hatmaker's post about the end of the school year, if you've ever read that. She writes a post about what it's like at the end of the school year, how you just kind of like throw your hands up. It resurfaces every single year because it's it's something that moms from all, parents from all over the country get. And it's that pain point or that common thread between us that makes things go viral that aren't obviously food related because that's a whole nother thing. But I can't imagine that leaving. I can't imagine, you know, posts on it's where I get my information. When I'm going to Disney World, what do I read? Blog posts about Disney World. I I look at the Disney side, of course, but I certainly go and read about other people's experiences. And that is with travel. That's with parenting. I've read my entire um, sleep training was done from a blogger. I read all of her posts on it. She had a, she was smart. She monetized a, a webinar on it. And all of that information came from a blogger. So while it definitely changes and evolves, I just can't imagine it being anywhere near death as of right now. That's really good insight. And I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Before we wrap up, we would love to hear if you have any predictions about what we're going to see in the influencer marketing world in 2018. You know, as far as predictions, I it's funny. I always think I have them and then, you know, something comes out about Facebook is now going to show you just stuff from your friends and family. And YouTube, I don't know if you saw, came out today and said you need to have 4,000 views a month and 1,000 subscribers to monetize. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing so a lot of things about things today. Are, those things, you know, affect how things move forward. You know, I just wrote that article for Adweek about net neutrality. Those things happening change the landscape. So my, what I would tell anybody now is 
I do believe Instagram is where to put your attention if taking beautiful photos is something that is in your wheelhouse or repertoire. The great thing about Instagram is it's still picky, right? It's still cultivated. It's still beautiful. And it's important that the photos reflect that. I I hired a great piece of advice from a popular Instagrammer. And she said, I use the same filter on all of my photographs. So there's a, there's a universal look and it's that easy, you know, to achieve like a really beautiful set of photos, Instagram stories. I've started doing them myself. I think it's such a fun way to connect and brands are asking for them more and more getting yourself on video, Facebook live. You know, I've started doing actually the first one is coming up this Sunday, Sundays with sway a couple times a month where I interview a local blogger and just just be live and and engaging with your audience and building that FaceTime. Having videos in your blog also is another way to get it more eyes, more interest. I've seen a lot of people working on their newsletters, which I feel like is some, somewhat cyclical. For a while, we didn't hear about newsletters at all. And now we're seeing you know, people really interested in how to build their newsletter because they're able to use affiliates and sell their products and promote themselves to a really wide audience. So those are the kind of kinds of things that I am telling influencers like, hey, this is what I'm seeing, what I personally am looking at and focusing on. It'll be really interesting to see where we are a year from now. Really interesting. I love these tips and I really want everybody to do Instagram stories because I find myself, I find myself going to stories now before I go to my feed. Like I, there's something very real about it and I enjoy seeing those little moments of people's days. So agree. I love that part of, I I like that evolution that we're taking, I guess I can say, especially when people are cooking food because I'm like a food blog addict. Can't cook, but I like to watch them. (laughs) Me too. I'm right there. (laughs) So Before we let you go, we would like to know, will you answer our rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests? Uh, Yes, I will. Okay. Question number one, coffee or tea? Tea. Number two, what's your favorite book? It can be business or not business. Oh, I read so many books. Um, Right now, my favorite book business-wise is Thank and Grow Rich. It's by Pam Grout, I think is how you pronounce her last name but thank and grow rich. And it's just, it's, it's a great book. I highly recommend it to people that are interested in growing their wealth and being grateful at the same time. I'm putting that on my TBR right now. Question number three, what's the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? What did you do for yourself? Um, you know, I've always done things for myself, whether I was successful or not, but Fran and I, when we were just getting started, we were standing in the lobby of a hotel in Las Vegas. And I said, we turned 40 in two years. Let's do something big. Let's make the money and do something big. And we did. We took a, a sailing yacht through the Caribbean when we turned 40. And it was so, not only was it wonderful because of the trip it was, but the fact that we had said two years before Let's make a go of this. Let's make make a success of this. And and we we were able to do it and it was really awesome. You just gave me goosebumps. I love that. That sounds so amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, question number 4. Do you have a word for the year and if so, what is it? I do. It's abundance. 
I love it. Mine is rich. So we're on similar <laughs> pages there. <laughs> yeah. Abundance of health, wealth, opportunity, laughter, kindness, understanding, all of it. I, mm-hmm. I want to live in a place where I have everything I need around me and I'm giving everything I can to those around me. I love it. Okay. Question number five. And this tends to be more controversial than we would expect. Apple or PC? Oh, Apple girl. (laughs) And this is why, because producer Don, who is on with us and me are both PC people. So it's really, this always makes me laugh because people are very passionate about wherever they fall. I wonder if we'll start seeing like thesis about, (laughs) about Apple, like personality types based on Apple versus PC. Okay, for someone who is listening, I would like you to take the Myers-Briggs personality test <laughs> and say what your ideal technological pairing is, please. Right? That's really <laughs> interesting. I love it. Okay, now last but not least, tell everyone where they can find you. So they can find me um, on Instagram. I'm at Tiffany R-O-M. And that's actually the same for Twitter and for Facebook. Sway Group is swaygroup.com. I love to connect. The Sway private Facebook group is a great place to hang out. If you're an influencer, I highly recommend joining if you haven't yet. And I'm in there a lot too. I am a member and it is a fantastic group with lots of really good advice. And we'll make sure we have a link to it in the show notes for everyone. And no drama. I think that's the best thing about that. It's heavily moderated and it's just all supportive help. There's no, there's no drama allowed. That's fantastic. I've heard like really funny stories about like drama in Instant Pot communities. So <laughs> I have too. I have too. You know, I I think there are people that that their core happiness in life comes from disrupting harmony. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew and Instant Pot right? over anything? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad that we got to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Danielle, I loved that interview. That was a really good one. Thank you. And don't you love her voice? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I have voice envy. I know. Me too. Well, thank you so much to everybody for listening. We would love to hear from you. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, some of those people who made a huge difference in our lives and our business, we would love to hear from you in the HQ about, do you have a person who you'd like to give a thank you to for the impact that they've had on your career? Let us know. Visit businessese.com slash HQ if you aren't already a member. And for show notes, you can go to businessese.com slash episode 20. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.